Thanks for joining me for this week's episode, Sandoval Bench Podcast. I uh, want to get into the NBA playoffs, update there. Uh, by the time you listen to this, the the Nets and the Bucks will probably have already played their game. Uh, but some injuries there, and uh, Kevin Durant might have to play by himself uh, without uh, Kyrie and, and James Harden. Uh, there's a, a problem in baseball here with the, the new substance rule where they're going to check pitchers and stuff. Um, so we'll get into that. Uh, but yesterday on Sunday, or not yet, not on Sunday, yesterday was two, Monday. Today is Tuesday I'm recording this. I just lose track of days. I went to the movies for the first time in like two years. I think the last movie I saw was, uh, what is that, that Tarantino movie with uh, with Brad Pitt and, um, what's his name, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with Leonardo DiCaprio. I think that's the last time I went to the movie theaters, and it was actually there, and I bought popcorn, and I'm hanging out watching a movie, and I think that was like in 2019, um, but yeah, so my girlfriend and I went on Sunday, uh, we saw Cruella, Emma Stone, the prequel to 101 Dalmatians, it's like another live action Disney movie, I loved it, thought it was great, uh, she was really good in it, but I just felt, I don't know, it felt awesome being out. Again, going to a theater actually, and um, you know, getting your popcorn, hanging out. There was a lot of people there. Uh, you had to wear your mask when you're walking in, but then when you're sitting at your seat, the I went to um, I think it was Carmike where they have select seating, you know, reserved seating, and they have those nice reclining chairs. You know, you press a little button and it reclines you all the way back. And so there's already enough space between everyone. And then before you buy your tickets. You can see what who else has purchased, so I made sure you know we're kind of on our own right there, and then you can you can pick your spots, um, and then there's already like a buffer between each row. You can't when you turn around, you can't really see the people behind you because it's all kind of elevated on each row. Uh, so we it already felt private, but even though there's some people like down the way, like a few seats away from us, but uh, but it was nice, man. I felt felt a little odd at first. I was like, okay, I'm out here, you know. I got my got my popcorn and my soda. And my Coke had, you know, the the guy when he he get, you know, he's putting the the Coke in the cup. It fizzed over. the The cup was all sticky. I'm like, okay, now we're back to back to normal life. There's popcorn on the floor, stuck on my shoe. I was waiting for someone to kick my chair, but it was, you know, there was that that space between us, because uh, you know usually people are just kicking my chair, especially if a movie's packed. Uh, but it was nice to get out, and um, yeah, I've already I've been to. A baseball game now and went to the movie theater um so you know th- things are are definitely opened up other states are more less restrictive with with masks and stuff but i think oregon is i saw an article today that it's the most restrictive now uh now that california is fully open uh i think today actually june 15th that uh they don't you don't have to wear masks in public or or have to social distance if you're fully vaccinated and you know now they're open at 100 capacity, 100 percent capacity. I think at like stadiums and and stuff like that. I think Disneyland and all, all other sorts of things like that. So, so that's cool. That's really good news. Um, you know, there's people still not wanting to get their vaccine, which is fine. That's up to you. Uh, but the more people get it, I think we're at uh, more than half percent of the more than 50 percent of the the adult population who are fully vaccinated, which is cool because everything's going to open up and and hopefully. We get back and um, yeah, just want to keep going to going to sporting events, going out um, with limited 
limited uh, situations because I it's still it's still annoying to be around too many people at once. But but yeah, I thought, I thought I'd share that because I, I felt good being out there. So I wanted to circle back about uh, NBA playoffs. Uh, you had the Phoenix Suns sweeping the Denver Nuggets, and they had beat them on that last game, 125-118. Uh, but, you know, I, I think, you know, the Suns, I, I'm picking them to win the finals now, as you know. And, and when you're in the playoffs, all these teams are coming together, playing each other. It all comes down to, you know, a shot bouncing your way or you could get lucky or unlucky injury-wise. You know, you could have your guys go down. And Phoenix, they're more on the lucky side. You know, they're they're playing teams who uh, unfortunately have, have had, you know, Injuries to their star players, you know the Lakers. They had AD and LeBron, and the AD got injured because I had picked the Lakers. It looked like the Lakers were going to win. They were toying with them, and you know they seemed to be in complete control of that series. And then when they got in, uh, AD got injured. Uh, the Suns just took advantage, and they won. And then AD came back, and you know he was he played for like one minute, and um, Phoenix was able to close that out. And then now they're playing Denver, who, you know, I didn't pick Denver to beat. Portland because they didn't have Jamal Murray and I thought CJ and Dane would just light it up and uh, they would be unstoppable and they'd be able to carry them past uh, the Nuggets in that series but you know that didn't happen and the Nuggets you know they still had the talent to make make a deep run I thought but just that matchup with Portland I didn't I didn't think it, it fit well for them especially without Jamal Murray they got past Portland and then then they faced a Phoenix team who Phoenix has just been so in sync right now Every, these young guys, which I was I was worried about, they have all stepped up in a, in a big way for them, hitting shots. Chris Paul has been great. He had 37 points the last game, um, and you know he's been getting other guys involved. And Devin Booker, when he needs to, he'll put on a show as well. Uh, but you know they're running into a Denver team who who had no other option besides Jokic, and since uh, Jamal Murray was out. They had to rely on Michael Porter Jr., who was just terrible defensively. And, you know, he showed up in some games, but other games not so much. And Aaron Gordon, you know, I think we overrated him a bit. You know, I I guess uh, he's he can't even be a third option, a third scoring option at all. Um, I thought as a as a third option, he can he can, you know, be productive in, in spots and and can put up some numbers and, and help a team and elevate them maybe make it a competitive series here, but that was just looks like a bad trade now. But when you have Jamal Murray there and Eric Gordon's the fourth option, then that's a dangerous team. But if you're asking him to step up a little bit more, especially in a playoff series, then, you know, I, I, I thought he could, I thought he could do it, but I guess not. You know, he, he was never in big spots in Orlando, even in college when he was at Arizona, I, I went to some of the games when they played Oregon state and Corvallis and, he just seemed overrated whenever there was a big moment in the game. You know, he, he always seemed to kind of shy away from it um, and he kind of relied on the other guys instead, didn't take charge, didn't take command of a of a certain situation. Uh, but, yeah, I, th- I thought he'd be better for a third, a third option there. So the Suns move on, and they're, they're waiting on the winner of Utah and, and the Clippers. And Utah, had a they came out to a 2-0 lead there, and... Now it's tied 2-2, and the Clippers honestly look like they're in control. Um, if the Jazz don't get back Mike Conley, they need Mike Conley badly right now. Uh, they need some help. You know, Donovan needs some help. Uh, the, the bench guys and the other the supporting cast there for Utah have been pretty inconsistent. 
I think uh, especially this last game, their, their their shooting numbers were just bad. It took a while for the other guys to get to get going offensively, and you know, going with the Clippers, you know, Morris he he had a good game finally. You know that him him and his brother have been bad signings over the last couple of years. They haven't shown up. They're just there for security basically but he he had a good game and Paul George and Kawhi did too you know this team they they for some reason they'll they don't start a series off well you know they they end up looking like they're just they're completely lost offensively like defensively Paul George is getting beaten uh, Kawhi can't stop people and they just look like they're done right but then they just they switch it up after two games they they the uh Tyron Lue gets another lineup together and they put together certain lineups and situations and they bring the best out of Paul George and Kawhi and yeah they've looked good the last couple games you know Paul George I don't know I don't know we shouldn't praise him too much when he has a good a good playoff game because that's what he's supposed to do if he's supposed to be like the one of the best two-way players in the game he's supposed to produce at this level consistently so i don't want to just say hey oh yeah i'm so proud of paul george but like th- this is what he's supposed to be doing all the time right him and Kawhi. that's why Kawhi recruited him and that's what we need to see consistently every playoff game but that's been the story of of this postseason is health um you look at the clippers they just lost ibaka for the rest of the postseason but they're still making it work um and then the jazz without mike conley uh, I'm still gonna ride with the Clippers, you know, because they look now they look like they're in full control, and I don't think Conley's coming back for the series, especially because it's the playoffs. And you know, if he was okay to play, he would have come back. Um, and then switching gears here to the Hawks and the Sixers, same thing injury wise. Hawks are haven't been injured, and the Sixers have, you know, uh, Embiid. He, he has a meniscus tear that he's playing with, and he's looked really good in spots. And then yesterday in the second half, he he made, like, one shot, I think, and then was just falling all over the floor, not getting the rebounds, staying by a three-point line, just didn't look aggressive enough. Uh, the Hawks escaped with that one, uh, one by three. Now that series is tied 2-2. And I will say this. I thought the Sixers were just going to sweep them, basically. But then now you have Atlanta. Trey Young's playing out of his mind. That supporting cast is playing really well right now. John Collins, Bogdanovich is. I think about this Bogdanovich trade a lot. Remember he was going to get traded to Milwaukee, or he signed with them, and there was like some. Some they didn't have a salary cap room, and then he ended up having to stay with Sacramento, and then uh, then Atlanta made a deal for him. What if? Bogdanovich was with Milwaukee right now instead of Atlanta. I'll get into that in a bit when I talk about Milwaukee. But uh, right now the Hawks are they're just playing free-flowing offense. Like they, they have nothing to lose. And right now I think all the pressure is on the Sixers in, in Joel Embiid because Embiid's injury, if there's more to that injury, um, you know, than, than what the reports are, then I think the, the Sixers are probably toast. Um, especially because Ben Simmons, you can't rely on Ben Simmons right now offensively. Um, like you should be able to, uh, but you know you you have other guys there. You have Tobias Harris um, and then Seth Curry and uh, Danny Green. He's out for like two to three weeks or so. Um, so you have you have some other guys that you need to be able to rely on, um, be able to hit some big shots there. Um, so I I think wh- whoever whichever team you know is able to get to the playoffs with injury free. 
that team's going to win because you know Chris Paul did get injured early on in that first round of the of the Lakers, but now he seems fine. So like I don't know what his injury was, but he seems okay now. Um, so I think you know the Hawks they're, if they're, they're staying injury free, it seems like, and they they might be able to uh, make it the conference finals, which would be crazy, man, because they hadn't made the playoffs in so long, and and just a couple years ago they were just a terrible franchise, and then they fired their coach this season. Now they got Nate McMillan there. And uh, yeah, good good story there, man. And they're a fun team to watch. Um, and then yeah, the Clippers too. They think they've only lost Ibaka, and uh, but that's it. And then as far as uh, the Bucks and the Nets series, this has been kind of a crazy series. Uh, I haven't been impressed with Milwaukee at all this series. Um, you know, they had even the game that they won. It was like eighty six, eighty three. You know, they looked like they were just kind of just trying so hard to give the, the the game away to Brooklyn and they ended up winning it they just they seem lost they still have the same issues that I've been talking about for like a year now um, you know I apologize to them because you know I was um, saying that they're they're overhyped and all this and that they, they weren't going to win championship and then they won the first round but then now it's like okay well they're still doing the same thing where you know in like the last couple minutes of the game or they need a big shot you know they run everything everything through uh, Giannis, and I don't think that's what they need to do. Giannis is a number two; he's not. He shouldn't be your number one main, you know, ball controller, your number one offensive option because he's limited offensively and he's limited in his post moves. He does his spin move. He he you know he does he goes to the right on a spin move and then tries to dunk or lay it up. And then he has his his three point shot, which I I don't even think he needs to be shooting a three point shot. I still believe that he should just stop trying to be a three point shooter. Not everyone has to be seven feet tall or whatever and shooting three pointers. Like you just don't have to. I, don't, I just don't believe so. He's more of a of an old school traditional center, and they should just play him that way, and then let the offense run through Holiday, run through Middleton. And you know you have Giannis there for some defense, and you know he could put up he could put up his forty, his thirty five still in the paint. You know if he if he got like a mid range jumper, okay, that's fine. But like I don't need him standing out all the way in the three point line when they need him down there running pick and roll and things like that. Like that's what I would rather see him do. Um, and you know when they, when it's crunch time, they're like, okay, well he's our two time MVP. So Budenholzer, who looks like, by the way, have you seen Budenholzer on the sidelines? He looks like he already lost his job. He looks like he's trying to just hang out. Like he looks like he's already toast. Like he got fired already, and he knows it. Um, it just looks like some random guy, you know, from a country club or something, or they got some random guy off the stands to coach the team. Uh, but it, it seems like he's thinking, okay, we got our two-time MVP. Like just give him the ball. You know, he's the main guy. Give him the ball, and, and let's see what he could do with it. But he he's so limited offensively like he's not going to like create his own shot like that you know he could only do so much so you got to set him up he's got to have a an all-star level number 1 you know to compliment him or that he could compliment cuz he's more of a number 2 i believe but you know i i just i don't know they they're still making the same mistakes and you know holiday had a good series last series but you know he's been kind of inconsistent this series so is a uh, chris middleton and now with the Nets, you know, they, they look like they were about to get swept, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. But then now with the Nets, you have Kyrie's out. You know, he got undercut by 
uh, Giannis, so he's out for the rest of the series. And Harden's been out since game one. He played, like, what, 30 seconds, and then he had an ankle injury. And now that it's just KD, KD looked – he didn't look good last game when, you know, after Kyrie went down for a while. You know, P.J. Tucker was getting really physical with them. You know, they were double teaming him, all the off. Everyone was just trying to look for KD, and it was bad. And he didn't respond well. I know they didn't have time to prep for it or anything, but, you know, now is his time to shine. We've seen him play with Clay, Steph, Draymond. We've seen him play with Russ, Harden, Ibaka. We've seen him play on these great teams. You know, he's won championships on them, he's gone deep in the playoffs. Now, you know, I don't wish injury upon anyone. I, I want Kyrie and Harden to come back, but. You know, it's, it's a little interesting to me. You know, I think Kevin Durant's the best player in the league, you know, skill-wise and everything. He's, like, unstoppable with his jump shot. He got the mid-range. He could beat you outside, inside. You know, he, he could be a good defender. Um, you know, he could handle the ball. He could do a lot of things for you. I, I'm fascinated to see him play, like, the one all-star on that team on the, on the starting lineup and, you know, with his injuries to Kyrie and Harden. I just want to see him against... Giannis and all these other guys all these good teams and just go on a crazy run where he's he's scoring 40 50 points each game you know it's like uh, LeBron when he whenever he dragged those those terrible teams who had no business being in the finals he just would drag any team to the finals I want to see KD go on a type of run like that honestly I don't know if he has it in him you know which doesn't take away from his greatness or anything but that just puts you in another category when LeBron can do that. And I know you're going to hear this crap and you probably roll your eyes, but, like, come on, man. We've seen LeBron do this with, like, no nobodies on his team, G League teammates, and they're in the, then they end up being in the NBA Finals. You know, whether they win or not, like, he's still got these teams to the finals. So I'm looking on KD to do that. You know, I'm looking for, for KD to drop 50 points a few times and, and beat the Milwaukee Bucks because it's tied right now 2-2. Now Harden's gonna try to come back, which I I don't advise Harden to, to try to come back this game because you're not completely out of it. You know it's two two right now. You lose the next one, then maybe you think about coming back after that. But you know we just saw what happened with Anthony Davis. You know people were talking about him like oh you know he's always injured and all this, and then he tries to come back and he got injured again. Now he's gonna be out even longer. So looking at that, I I think they gotta they gotta hold out Harden, maybe one more game or, or the rest of the series. See see where this game takes you. If you win this game, then like you don't have to don't bring him back the rest of the series. But if you lose this one, then maybe bring him back the next game. Uh, but apparently he's gonna try to try to do some warm ups before the game and see where he's at. Uh, but it looks like he's gonna try to go. Uh, but you know, I don't know how effective he's gonna be. Is he just gonna be there as a decoy or what? So um, you know we we still look to to Kevin Durant to have a big game, you know, and it's it's going to be a, a big legacy storyline uh, for Kevin Durant, I think for sure. Um, but yeah, for the Bucks, that Bogdanovich trade, you know, if they got Bogdanovich, they were supposed to get uh, Bogdanovich, and then they were going to get Drew Holiday to go along with Chris Middleton and uh, and Giannis, and th- that's a great starting lineup right there. And then if you want to put Brook Lopez in there. Or whatever, but man, that would have been amazing because Bogdanovich right now for the Atlanta Hawks, you know, at certain times, you know, when when Trey Young's on the bench, they run the offense through him for a while, you know, and he he's getting guys involved, he's creating his own shot. That's what he could do. He's aggressive, and that's that's exactly what I've been talking uh, talking about the Bucks, 
you know, is that they need someone like that. They need someone who's able to create their own shot, who's able to get everyone involved, set things up for Giannis so that Giannis isn't like the the focal point of the offense and like the number one option. Cause we've seen, we've seen how far that can go, how far that can take you. Cause then in the playoffs, people guard you differently. And then that's how their offense crumbles, you know? So if they had Bogdanovich, they could win the NBA finals. I think with that team, they have that him and, and holiday and, and Middleton and, and Giannis, that, that's a championship team right there. But right now, I, I don't know who the other guy is, especially if, if Drew Holiday is inconsistent. I don't think he can he can do that, you know, consistently through the entire uh, postseason for them to win championship. But, um, yeah, if they if they lose this series against the Nets, then I, Budenholzer is done. I'm not sure what else they can do salary cap-wise, you know, what kind of trades they can make or what. But, you know, you have – you have Kyrie out and Harden hobbled most of the series. Like if you're Milwaukee, you gotta take advantage of the situation and you have to you have to win. You have to win this series. There's just no way around it. You have to win it. Um, but we'll see they're playing here in about thirty minutes or so. But this is a big game for Kevin Durant and his whole legacy conversation. Cause can you imagine tomorrow you know, if the if the Nets get blown out by twenty points or or if they barely lose in the entire game, Kevin Durant struggling to find his shot. Just you know the storylines and the comparisons to LeBron and who's the best player, all that stuff. So I think he definitely needs to answer today, not just because of that, but you know because they can't be down three two, you know, facing elimination without uh, Kyrie and Harden. Um, so I'm, I'm looking for for KD to respond well in their offense and uh, to to game plan better for that, and uh, especially with Steve Nash. Um, He's got a, you know, pressure's on Steve Nash too, you know, because a lot of people kind of question the hiring. You know, he's done a great job so far, uh, but now, you know, he's missing two of his starters who happen to be, you know, amazing scorers. So uh, pressure's on him for sure. Um, and then uh, getting into the MLB news, you know, I seems like I only talk about baseball when uh, bad things are happening. But, uh, and this has been an open secret, I guess, you know, uh, people have, have known about it for a while and it's it hasn't technically been illegal um just like steroids they weren't testing for it and stuff uh but now as far as there's like this substance uh issue or new rule uh that mlb has implemented it's like this um the sticky substance that they're getting from a, a, a company in the south i think they're in alabama or something but um it helps them grip the ball better and um, you know, you know, they get it on their hats and they put it on their arms and stuff. And, um, you know, the league is, is trying to crack down on it, even though apparently they've known about it. Um, so now they can, they can actually check, they can check a, a, the pitcher's mound like a certain amount of times that if they're caught with any sticky substance, uh, they're suspended for 10 games. And then the teams can't replace those players that are suspended. And, you know, so it's a combination of things. It's uh, There's, like, this sunscreen and uh, rosin mix that, you know, keeps the ball sticky and gives you a better, uh, better grip there. And then there's also, uh, which is, uh, it's like that, from that company that they make this, it's called Spider Tack. You know, they'll... 
they'll send they're sending these bottles and these these boxes to uh to ballparks you know in in the major leagues and uh garrett cole he was asked if he's ever used it and he got really uncomfortable you know he tried to he, he was trying to dance around the question it was so obvious that he has used it um and then uh pitcher for the rays i don't have his name here but he just he just tore his ucl and he's blaming the the new rules that the mlb has implemented because he went from and he even admitted it. He said, you know, he went from using the the rosin and the the sunscreen mix to going cold turkey, and then his arm was sore, and now he has a torn UCL. So, um, a lot of players are speaking out against the MLB for doing this in the middle of the season. Uh, but I figured like the MLB has to do something about it, right? But if they knew about it and it was an open secret, then that's a problem. You know, you have you had a a bench coach uh, for the the Los Angeles Angels, he was fired recently. I think it was last year, 2020. And he has been part of the MLB and uh, the Los Angeles Angels for was about 25 years or something like that. Um, and he he just came out recently about for a report and named names. You know, he said that uh, he provided substance for visiting players, you know, he, uh, for Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander, uh, Corey Kluber, Max Scherzer, Adam Wainwright. You know, he said that. Uh, so yeah, it, it was his 39th overall season. Right before that, um, that they uh, they let him go, the Angels, and he was a visiting clubhouse manager, and he would get these substances for uh, for opposing pitchers, and he's he's just naming names, and now he's saying that he's the only one that's being fired for it. You know, he's the only one that's here for a job without a job, and the MLB is saying that they're taking care of it. But, you know, there's a lot more people involved and um, that they're just kind of all putting it on him. But it, it's this is just a weird situation for baseball because it's like, okay, well, who are we Who are we trying to believe here? The players? Like, the players actually need it or, or you know, the M- I, I think for me, I th- I'm just everything the MLB, you know, the league office is doing has been wrong. I feel like, you know, they haven't promoted the league very well. These rule changes have been frustrating and it's just kind of watering down uh the league and in the game in general. It's just it's just a different game and that's why the the viewership is is probably down. I'm not going to say it is cuz I, I haven't really looked into it, but it seems like it's down. There's not a lot of national coverage on it. You know, people are just talking about this, but yeah, this scandal, I guess for how long this has been going on, feels like it's been going on for a long time you know you know you always see uh it was like michael pineda he had he had some some stuff i was like something on his neck and then on his arm he was rubbing on the balls like a few years ago and then he got suspended uh you know and then you have you had the steroid era and then a bunch of bunch of players just juicing up and then you have like the doctored balls last year they were they would uh when they'd bounce off the bat they'd go further you know so so i don't know what baseball is trying to do but they're they're definitely it seems like they're trying to manipulate the game to either you know swing one way further offensively or defensively. They should just let people take steroids. Just fuck it. Just let people take steroids. Let pitchers get their advantages and you know doctor the balls. Use your st- st- sticky substance, whatever they want to do, and then you know just try to see who's better at what. Who's better at juicing or. Who's better at using their sticky substances? I just think it's, 
there's so many scandals for baseball that it's like everyone's a cheater now. You had you had the Astros cheating, like stealing signs and stuff, and and using buzzers apparently. Even the Red Sox who got off pretty lightly on that, and it's just like scandal after scandal. So it's like, well, what what are we gonna where are we supposed to believe now here with baseball? You know, like what what teams were legitimate winning championship? What Cy Young Award winners were weren't cheating? You know, you had the um, you have a bunch of players who are still trying to get into the Hall of Fame cheating. You had Pete Rose gambling, uh, betting was shaving points apparently, or reportedly betting on his team. And then, um, I mean, you go all the way back to the Black Sox. You know, they were taking bribes to, to throw the, the World Series game. So baseball has just been, um, you know, just drowning deep in in scandals for some time now you know you could think about this or whatever and it's gonna be the next one there's gonna be something else about about um i don't know the analytics guys you know sharing numbers with with vegas for to to manipulate bets or something i don't know something weird like that and this is a problem for uh the the league office and how they're gonna even make it seem like they didn't know or or try to perfect the game, you know, make it a little bit better. And um, I don't even know what the solution is, honestly. I guess he could try this this ten game suspension, but I mean, that's just ten games. Like, what? <laughs> shouldn't you treat it if you're treating it like it's cheating? Shouldn't you treat it like if someone's taking PEDs or or someone's caught? Oh well, I shouldn't say stealing signs or using buzzers because nothing happened to those players who did it. Only the manager got fired, and then the GM got fired. So I don't know. Baseball needs to look itself in the mirror and solve its problems and figure out what they what they need to do. And I don't think it's this banning or suspension for ten games or or you know umpires checking pitchers and stuff. You know they need to be able to police themselves, I guess. You know like they've been trying to do. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's my thoughts on it. Um, I guess we'll, we'll see what else happens. Cause that was just announced, I think today or yesterday, uh, regarding the substance abuse. So, um, or the illegal sticky substances. So, uh, we'll check in on that next week or something, but yep, that's what all I got for today. Uh, thanks for listening.